Kings from Adam's Corner. This is the first in what I hope will be an annual tradition of the Adam's Corner Christmas show. Now, I debated about even doing a Christmas show. Guests were going to be in short supply due to the holidays and prior commitments, I'm sure. A lot of them are busy. I didn't bother to check, I must admit. And I debated as to whether I should even do a show. But then... It's well known when it comes to me and work that I like to work. I enjoy work. I enjoy being productive. And to just not have a show for Christmas just didn't seem right to me. So what I decided to do was make it a musical show, as it were. I decided to pick ten, what I call them, uh, Christmas perennial favorites. Musical favorites, I guess you would say. And five of them are going to be of the comedic variety, the first five. And then the last five are going to be of a more serious nature. And I'm going to tell a little bit about the songs themselves and maybe some personal anecdotes as I go along. And hopefully there will be something you find in this episode that you enjoy. Maybe there's a song you haven't heard that gives you a chuckle or... Maybe there's a song that actually makes you stop and think about where we're at in the world today. If any of that has been accomplished, then I guess this show, this episode, this Christmas episode, is uh, really what I was aiming for. So without further ado, let's get started with the first edition of Adam's Christmas Corner, as it were. My first musical selection is going to be by a country duo known as Homer and Jethro. Now, growing up in the 1970s and the early 80s, I was very familiar with Homer and Jethro. My dad was an avid vinyl collector, and he had uh, not a lot of Homer and Jethro records in his collection, but enough. And so I knew who they were, and I was always drawn to... I always liked to laugh as a kid. That's one of the things I always do, and it's still enjoy laughing as an adult, and Homer and Jethro were great song parodists who did things in the style that was later popularized by Weird Al and Alan Sherman, but they were one of the earliest instances of this sort of thing going on, and they had a top 40 hit in 1959, The Battle of Cucamonga, which was a parody of The Battle of New Orleans. Uh, They were the stage names of American country music duo Henry Homer Haynes, who died in 1971 of heart attack when he was in his 50s, unfortunately, and Kenneth Burns, who lived until 1989. They were popular from the 40s until, as I said, Homer's death in 1971. All the way up through the 60s and into the very early 70s, they were known as the Thinking Man's Hillbillies, and they received a Grammy Award in 1959 for the Battle of Cucamonga, that I just mentioned. They met in 1936 during a WNOXAM audition in Nashville, Tennessee, when they were both only 16 years old. They were known as Junior and Dude then, and the pair was rechristened Homer and Jethro when WNOX program director Lowell Blanchard forgot their nicknames during a 1936 broadcast. And in 1939, they became regulars on the Renfro Valley Barn Dance program in Renfro Valley, Kentucky, They were drafted into the U.S. Army, and after the war was over, they landed a contract with RCA Records, and, well, the rest is history. They were signed to RCA in 1949, and they did a parody 
quickly thereafter of Baby It's Cold Outside, recorded with June Carter. Um, so that's not the one I'm going to be playing today, though. The one that you're going to hear on this show is their parody of the Spike Jones 1940s hit, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. They did a parody of that that was, uh, I thought, quite clever. Always enjoyed it as a kid and still do as an adult. All I want for Christmas is my upper plate. All I want for Christmas is my upper plate. I'm losing weight without my plate. I got my lowers, but I need my upper plate. So I can't eat my Christmas turkey. I left them in a glass of water by my side. When I awoke, I nearly died. I hope the guy who took them will be satisfied Cause I can't eat my Christmas turkey I used to eat corn on the cob And little bitty pickled green tomatoes Christmas Day, all I can say Is pass the mashed potatoes So won't somebody tell me what I'm gonna do My poor old gums are black and blue The turkey's on the table but I just can't chew and this ain't a very Merry Christmas Just a little Christmas Day, all I can say is past the peanut brutal. Oh, that's brittle. Oh, Jethro, uh-huh. without my upper plate, it's brutal. So if you got an extra plate that's laid away, I'll borrow it for Christmas Day. You can send it to me, care of RCA. And friends, that address is 806 17th Avenue South, Nashville, Tennessee. I don't know the zip code. And I'll have a very Merry Christmas. Cha-cha-cha. Well, moving along from Homer and Jethro to another Christmas comedy favorite of mine, I first encountered this one on the Dr. Demento show in December of 1984. I became an avid listener of the Dr. Demento show in the spring of 1984 and just became addicted to it and didn't miss an episode. One of the things that I've started to look forward to each year with the Dr. Demento radio show was his annual Christmas show, which was usually one episode back in the 80s. Now he he continues to do the show. He's well into his 80s, 83 at this point, soon to be 84 in a couple of months. And God bless him, as they say. He's still doing the Dr. Demento radio show as we speak, although now you have to pay for it, which I gladly do. But back to the subject at hand, he used to do a Christmas show once a year. And so in December of 1984, I encountered his Christmas show for the first time, and he played the song that you're getting ready to hear by an artist named Patty Roberts. Now, Patty Roberts was not somebody that I was really familiar with, but I found out later he was a British songwriter and a singer who lived in Devon, England, and he was previously a lawyer and a pilot. And he flew Lockheed Constellations for the airlines in the late 40s and 50s. 
Um, he died in 1975, and he was a five times the winner of an Ivor Novello Award, four for songwriting and one for services to the British music industry. And his songs had quite a bit of chart success on the UK singles charts, or at least a few of them did. He was born in 1910, so he lived to be 65 years old. Not, not particularly old, but nevertheless, uh, Patty Roberts was somebody who was long gone by the time that I first encountered his uh, satirical and, I guess you would say, uh, just very dark look at the other side of Christmas. But this is one of my favorites, Merry Christmas, You Suckers by Patty Roberts. First heard on the Dr. Demento Show by yours truly in December of 1984 and a longtime favorite song of mine. Merry Christmas, you suckers, you miserable men. That old festive season is with you again. You'll be spending your money on cartloads of junk. And from here to New Year, you'll be drunk as a skunk. Merry Christmas, you suckers, it's perfectly clear that you fall for it all a bit sooner each year. If it goes on like this, you will find pretty soon your Singing White Christmas as early as June. This Christmas card racket will cost you a packet. Each season it seems to expand. The cards are so clever, though nothing whatever to do with the subject in hand. You'll be taking the kids round the multiple stores to be frightened to death by some old Santa Claus. Then it's parties with spirits and vino and beer. Merry Christmas, you suckers, and a happy new year. Merry Christmas, you suckers, you bleary-eyed lot. You'll never get rid of that headache you've got. But I hope you feel splendid, you certainly should. With your stomachs distended with turkey and pud. Merry Christmas, you suckers, jump into your cars. Roar off to your neighbors to sink a few jars. Though your vision is double, just keep smiling through. There are others in trouble, a lot worse than you. Beyond any question, acute indigestion will plague you and make you unwell. You won't take the warning, you'll wake up each morning undoubtedly feeling like hell. But stick to it, suckers, go swallow a pill, for this is the season of peace and goodwill, while we patiently wait for that nuclear blast. Merry Christmas, you suckers, it may be your last. Speaking of Dr. Demento, most people know that Dr. Demento was the man who discovered Weird Al. If you don't know who Dr. Demento is, he has one of the world's largest record collections, and he basically does a two-hour show where he plays comedy from his record collection that he's amassed over the decades. And uh, Weird Al was a regular listener, and he sent in some song parodies he had recorded at college in the restroom and well, the rest is history. So in 1986, I think it was, uh, 1985 maybe, anyway, Weird Al was getting ready to do his fourth album, I believe it was at that point. 
And so his record label wanted a Christmas song. Well, when you ask Weird Al for a Christmas song, you know it's probably going to be a little bit not of the ordinary garden variety, as they say. And it's one of my favorites, I must say. So here is Christmas at Ground Zero, in case you're not familiar with this one. One of my favorites by Weird Al Yankovic. we're on a Dr. Demento kick here because about four years ago, or I guess it was three years ago actually, I encountered this one on the Dr. Demento show as well and I've been basically trying to get anybody I could to listen to it because I thought it was hysterically funny. It's a parody of the Chipmunk song that was made popular in the 1950s by Ross Bagnasarian under the the 
pseudonym, I guess you would say, of uh, Ross. I'm sorry. His real name was Ross Bagdasarian, but his pseudonym was David Seville. And he used his uh, techniques in the studio to create the chipmunks by speeding his voice up on a tape recorder, as we all know. Well, this is a parody of the chipmunks' song, and essentially... What they do is they slow the tape down, and it's supposed to be whales singing instead of the chipmunks, and I just thought it was one of the funniest things I'd heard. So anyway, I'm not even sure who the artist is here on this one, but I encountered it on Dr. Demento, and I wanted to share it here. The chipmunk song, and the uh, it's listed by the whales. Uh, I'm not sure who the real artist is. All right, you whales, ready to sing your song? I'll sing we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Harness? Okay. Okay, Thelonious? Okay. Okay, Rathbone? Rathbone. Rathbone! This, this Christmas time is near. Time for toys, time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't last. Hurry, Christmas, hurry fast. Want a play that loops the loop? We are We can hardly stand the way this Christmas don't be late. Play it, Harry Scarbeau, an entertainer, singer, comedian, and songwriter. He would become best known for his portrayal of Yogi Jorgensen, who was a comically exaggerated Swedish-American. His Christmas single, I Just Go Nuts at Christmas, became a staple on the Dr. Demento show as well. When that portrayal of a comically exaggerated Swedish-American proved to be Successful, he tried the same act with a comically exaggerated portrayal of an Asian American. Now, in today's more enlightened times, this type of thing probably wouldn't go over very well. But in 1953, when Harry Stewart did these types of things, uh, this character's name was Harry Carey, and he's a Japanese singer doing his rendition of The Night Before Christmas. And I don't know, it makes me laugh. I understand the sensitivities about these sorts of things, but it's very much a product of its own time. And uh, I just thought I wanted to share it because it's something that used to put a smile on my face when I was uh, a youngster way back when. (laughs) 
enjoying Christmas. I feel especially fine, cause I am a friend of Santa Claus, he real good pair of mine. I tell you a story, I hope that you believe, how I are make acquaintance with Santa on Christmas Eve. It was night before Christmas, and all through the house, not one creature are stirring, not even little mouse. Our kids' stockings are hung up by gas stove with care, and my mother-in-law's big muckluck are also hanging there. My little woman are snoring, make noise like uh, cooking rice when it bubbles, or then uh, she's sounding like airplane, which are have bad engine trouble. Suddenly, I hear big racket out in yard and say, ah, oh, so, good grief. Neighbors next door must be having big beef. So I, looking out window, which are next to my bed, and see rickshaw without wheels, which have been made into sled. And pulling this sled, in which are many toys in a sack, are peculiar-looking horses with head like hat rack. And driving these beasts are old guy with whiskers around jaws. And I say, well, I be monkey's uncle, if this not being old Santa Claus. Then he yell, oh, Prenta, oh, Vixen, oh, Clarence and Rolf, also you with red nose by the name of Rudolph. Then, before I can mention Mr. Robinson, whose first name are Jack, this old fellow, like magic, I come right down at my smokestack. He wink and say, Oh, why you not hitting sack, native uh, son of Yokohama? You uh, snooping around to see if Santa Claus are going to kissing mama? Then he laugh, ho, ho, and say, I bring your family present by Cracky, including space gun for your kid, which will drive you wacky. And in this old muckrack, I put in best present you ever saw. It a bus ticket home for your mother-in-law. Then he say, gee whiz, must go. Please uh, pass along these words of good cheer. Tell everyone Santa Claus say, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I enjoying Christmas. I feel especially fine. Cause I am a friend of Santa Claus. He real good pair of mine. I passing on this greeting. Like Santa Claus asked me to. A very Merry Christmas to every one of you. It's Harry Stewart with portraying his character of Harry Carey as it were. Uh, I will say, and I failed to mention this before I played the song, that Harry Stewart was killed, unfortunately, at the age of 47 in an automobile accident in 1956 while returning to Los Angeles from an appearance in Eli, Nevada. And uh, his wife lived until 1998, so she lived quite a quite a long time after he had unfortunately passed. And so that was a a tragedy that his career was cut short and that he never got to see. Well, it would have been interesting to see what would have became, become of uh, Harry Stewart's exaggerated, stereotypical characters as the years went on. Anyway, moving along. We're getting into the more serious songs that I wanted to share that are favorites of mine. And this next one is a song that was written by Jimmy Webb, the great songwriter Jimmy Webb who did Up, Up, and Away, and MacArthur Park, and so many, many others. Uh, it's called Whatever Happened to Christmas. And it was recorded by Frank Sinatra originally on July 24, 1968, with the Jimmy Joyce Singers, 
The orchestration was by Nelson Riddle, and the arrangements were by Don Costa, who worked with Sinatra quite a bit in the 60s. The song appeared on the 1968 album The Sinatra Family Wishes You a Merry Christmas and was released as a single with I Wouldn't Trade Christmas as the B-side, and it did sell a, you know, a relatively decent amount of copies as far as seasonal records do. The song raises some intriguing questions about the holiday season and its evolving meaning over time, and the overall theme of the song seems to dwell on the disappearance of the true essence of Christmas, with an emphasis on the loss of its magic giving and joy. I think it's a beautiful song. It was later remade by Amy Mann on her Christmas album in the mid-2000s, I think, probably around 2006, 2007, something like that. I can't remember, but her version is also good. But I prefer the original Frank Sinatra version of Whatever Happened to Christmas. This next song is 
from a French singer and actress, too, as well, I guess you would say. So a Franco-American singer. She's listed as on Wikipedia. Franco-singer, Franco-American singer, actress, dancer, and recording artist, popular during the 60s and 70s. Claudine Langer, I'm talking about. She was born in Paris, France, married to singer and TV entertainer Andy Williams from 61 until 75, and she was convicted for negligent homicide in connection with the shooting death of her boyfriend, former Olympic skier Spider Savage. Uh, she was acquitted of the charges and has maintained a private profile since 1977. She did two Christmas songs in the 60s. One was called I'm Not Going to Spend Christmas Without You. But the one that resonates with me is the one I'm getting ready to share with you. And it's written by Randy Newman, the great singer-songwriter Randy Newman. Of course, we know him from the Disney film scores that he's done and all the great albums he's done and many other film scores, too. But this is a song about, uh, uh, you know, time moving on, I guess you would say, and um, memories of things past. And uh, I can remember not long after my grandfather passed away, he died in his sleep of a coronary occlusion in 1990, the Monday after Thanksgiving. And I can remember riding in a car with my dad and my dad playing this song and saying that it reminded him of his time spent with his dad when they used to walk through the fields of snow when he was a little boy. And now my dad is gone. He died two years ago uh, on, ironically, the Monday after Thanksgiving as well. And so now when I play this song at Christmas, it reminds me of my own father, uh, who was reminded by his of his father when he played it for me all those years ago. So this is a very moving song for me on many levels, and I hope you'll enjoy it equally. Snow by Claudine Langer. Everywhere I go, I 
my dad is going to be a recurring theme in these next couple of songs because I encountered them first as because my father was a record collector and a musician and he had a, a huge record collection that uh, he would share it and he loved Christmas Christmas was a special time for him and he would always share his uh, certain Christmas songs meant a lot to him and one of those was Christmas Dream it was a song written by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice with German lyrics by Andre Heller for the 1974 Columbia film The Odessa File it is sung by Perry Como and the London Boy Singers Como and the choir performed the song a few weeks after the film's October 74 release on the TV special The Perry Como Christmas Snow, or Perry Como's Christmas Snow. The song was released as a single, and it peaked at number 92 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in December of 74, and included on the soundtrack for the film and later on Como's 1982 album, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Forever. I think this song should be more well known in my opinion it just has a a beautiful message and it's a beautiful lyric uh, just beautiful melody i love the song recorded in rca studio c on august 7th 1974 in new york city perry como and christmas dream Watch me now, here I go, all I need's a little snow Starts me off, sets the theme, helps me dream my Christmas dream Every year I dream it, hoping things will change And into the crying, the shouting, the dying And I hope you will dream it too it's Christmas, remember, we've got to remember So light the light, I'm home tonight I need you to warm me, to calm me, to love me To help me to dream my Christmas dream Crazy things said and done every single day but one Every night should I believe be the same as Christmas Eve Nights should all be silent, they should all slow down And into the hurry, the noise and the worry And I hope you believe that too It's Christmas, remember, there's no one remember The whole world needs a Christmas To dream our Christmas dream Christmas tree. 
This next one is by one of the most popular artists of the late 20th century, Mr. Stevie Wonder. We all know Stevie Wonder, of course. If you know anything about pop music, you, you should at least. Anyway, uh, in 1966, Stevie Wonder li uh, released his first Christmas album. And it was, um, it was actually a, a, an eighth studio album. It was the album was released in 1967, but the single was released November 22nd, 1966. And I'm talking about "Someday at Christmas." It's written by Ron Miller and Brian Wells, and it's produced by Henry Crosby. Henry Crosby uh, released as a standalone single in '66 and led to the recording of its parent album, which was issued the following year. That's what I was trying to say. Described retrospectively as a modern holiday classic, Someday at Christmas gained popularity with the version released by the Jackson 5 in 1970 on the Jackson 5 Christmas album with the younger brother Michael Jackson singing lead. And in 2015, Stevie Wonder recorded a duet version with Andra Day for an Apple TV commercial, which re-entered the charts. Someday at Christmas from 1966 by Stevie Wonder, another song with a terrific Christmas message. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Mm, someday at Christmas, there'll be no wars when we have learned what Christmas is for. When we have found what life's really worth, there'll be peace on earth.
actually going to throw in a bonus here, and this one is by the great singer-songwriter Gilbert O'Sullivan. It has a similar theme to the one that I just shared with you, uh, the Stevie Wonder, Someday at Christmas. This one's called Christmas Song. two more bonuses. Something that uh, both of these are of a peppy nature, shall we say, both from the 60s, and they just are so catchy that I would be remiss if I did a Christmas episode without adding these in. So without further ado, first you're going to hear one from Connie Francis, the pop star of the early 60s called I'm Going to Be Warm This Christmas, and then you're going to hear after that the great trumpeteer, the New Orleans trumpeteer Al Hurt, with a song that actually appeared in the film Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, and it's called Hooray for Santa Claus. And both of these, of course, were staples of my childhood. My dad had both of them on 45 RPM records, played them regularly around the holidays, and a terrible thing, a glaring omission, as it were, if I left these out. We met
Well, I hope you've enjoyed the Adam's Corner Christmas special, as it were. Again, I thank all of you who listen to my show on a regular basis. It means more to me than words can ever express. And so I'll sign off wishing everyone the happiest of holidays and great tidings for the new year. And here is something I'm also going to share to you on a personal note. Fifty years ago, we had a tradition of going to Christmas parties when I was a child. And we would go with my grandparents and my mom and my dad. And This was before either of my sisters were born. And so it was 50 years ago exactly when this recording you're getting ready to hear was made. And my grandfather always had a tape recorder in hand at Christmas parties. And so we would go to these parties that were generally held by his sister. She had a large house and room for everybody. And just It was just wonderful food and good times and just a lot of laughs. And I remember everybody uh, just having great times there. And so what you'll hear is a recording of three-year-old me being asked by my aunt what I want for Christmas. And I'll, you'll hear me say that I want a putt-putt train and a camper. And a camper was a uh, Winnebago that was popular around 1973, and a putt-putt train was a little, uh, they made these little trains out of, uh, they were made out of wood, wood blocks, I guess you would say. They were selling them in stores, and so when I say putt-putt train and camper, you'll know what that is code for, uh, let's just say that. So here's a little treat, me at age three in 1973. Happy holidays to everyone. Oh, and by the way, after the clip of me at age three from 50 years ago appears, stay tuned because Spike Jones will wish you Happy New Year's as only he could have done back in the 1940s. This was uh, Happy New Year by Spike Jones as it appeared on the flip side of the single of All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. And with that, I'll sign off. Thanks to everyone who supports the show and likes what I do. And I am thankful and grateful for all of you. Merriest of Christmases, happy holidays, uh, happiest of New Year wishes to all of you out there. Yeah, Bree. Quit that. Quit that. Come here. You've not talked to me since you've been here. Come here. I'm not. Well, you're not telling me. about the bridge, Jack. Come here. I tell you about the bridge. Well, what about what about what about this old United States? That's what I want to hear about. Burned you up? Is it still burning you up? It is. Well, what about what Santa Claus gonna bring you? Well, I tell you about the big living. Well, tell me about that. Well, that truck wasn't that big living. That truck. Truck did. Yeah, and twirl, truck on yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's turn the baby's panties around and bust it. Well, listen, what well, Santa Claus going to bring you? Well, I'm going to bring you a pup-pup and cat. pup pup is it? Did you like um, G.I. Joe's? No, I don't. No, you don't. When my mother-in-law begins to yell and shout,
Through the window I would like to throw her out But I resolved not to do it, here is why I'm afraid of hitting someone passing by This is my New Year's resolution When I'm at the movies watching a love scene And the lady's hat is blocking half the screen I resolve not to shout, take off that hat I'll remove it gently with a baseball bat This is my New Year's resolution When I take a lovely lady out to eat And she orders caviar instead of meat I resolve to let the lady have her fill And of course I'll also let her pay the bill This is my New Year's resolution. Come on, Sir Frederick Gass. Come on, Sir Frederick Gass. Come on, boy. When I'm sitting with my wifey on a bus, and a dear old lady stands in front of us, I resolve to be a gentleman discreet. I'll politely offer her my wifey seat. This is my New Year's resolution. Hey, Judge Rock, how about your New Year's resolution? street i resolve to rush right home now when i'm cold cause my pop just bought a hairbrush and he's bald <laughs> this is my new year's resolution <laughs> hey doodles weaver how about professor Fiddlebaum? on the radio this year i hope to score with some funny jokes you've never heard before i resolve not to tell a corny joke Hello, what's that? The church burned down. Holy smoke. This <laughs> is <laughs> my ears root revelation. Spike, Spike, how about Spike? In this coming year, I'm gonna be discreet. Have the slickers playing music soft and sweet. I resolve to treat Tchaikovsky tenderly and set his second movement off with TNT. Godzilla's claw for the final blow. We did it! What will Godzilla do next? It's up to you. Godzilla with a claw that launches some assembly required from the Shogun Warrior Collection by Mattel. 